Think you hate marketing? Think again. Here on the Marketing Chat Podcast, I share practical, relatable tips to make marketing easy and fun. I'm Kelly, a marketing strategist, Squarespace website designer, and founder of the Women Podcasters Academy. I'll be breaking down big ideas into actionable steps so you can get moving with your marketing with way less stress and way more fun. Today's episode is brought to you by the Women Podcasters Academy. The Academy features a full course and supportive community to help you start and grow your own podcast. You can find more information at womenpodcastersacademy.com. Today, I'm interviewing Bridget Maroney on goals and mindset and how physical health is an important part of achieving your goals. Bridget is an integrative performance coach who helps her clients achieve their goals while optimizing their physical health and mindset. She has over a decade of professional experience in coaching, mentoring, and educating people on what it takes to physically and mentally perform at high levels to achieve their goals. An interest in athletic performance from an early age and later in personal development laid the foundation of what would amount to a lifetime of experience in studying and applying knowledge that would help her be the best version of herself so that she can empower others to do the same. Welcome, Bridget. It is great to have you here. Oh, thank you so much. It's great to be here. Oh, well, can you tell me a little bit about your background? Like, mm-hmm. how did you get into coaching? What did you do before you became a coach? Yeah. Um. So for about a decade, uh, my full-time job, career, vocation um, was in education. And I was pretty much everything from an instructor all the way up to administration uh, where I was academic, I was an academic director um, <clears throat> at a uh, a program um, that worked with the University of Tampa in Florida. Um, and also during this time period, I was uh, a CrossFit level one coach. So CrossFit was or is, you know, has always been um, a sport fitness style that, you know, at that time I was into for many years before I became a coach. Um, And it really changed my life in terms of how I understood health, how I understood fitness, uh, performance, basically all of that. It, it, uh, it, It really it really had a <clears throat> big impact on me. Um, and so when the opportunity came up to to be an intern and then finally a coach um, when I was living in Miami, I wholeheartedly jumped in or jumped, jumped into the opportunity, jumped on, on, on that, uh, that path. Um, and what's interesting, my wife will always point out uh, when it came to coming home after work and just relaxing or just, you know, kind of, opening up a, an article or, or Facebook page, whatever it was, podcast, um, I would always be looking at things that had to do with nutrition, with performance, with, you know, I wasn't looking at pedagogy or, or linguistic theory because I was an English teacher. Uh. <laughs> um, and so you could say that this, this desire, this interest, this passion was always there. So um, fast forward to 2020, the pandemic started and when everything shut down, 
I lost those two jobs because naturally no one was going into schools, at least for, you know, quite a while and no one was going into gyms. Um, And so like a lot of people during this pivotal time, I kind of took a step back and, and looked at my life and thought about what I really wanted to do um, and what was important to me, especially in contrast to how I was living my life. Because if I'm being honest, I always had this um, this uh, this narrative of if I could do it all again, or, you know, I would, or, you know, maybe in a few years I will, you know, and, uh, you know, the, the circumstances of 2020, you know, and, and, and still ongoing circumstances, um, kind of made me reflect on that. And so mm-hmm. when the opportunity came to make a choice to to go back into those careers and roles or go down this path of doing a little bit more with coaching besides helping people through workouts, you know, in a gym and being able to work with them in, in a bigger context of their life, I started to go down that path and got my certifications with the Human Potential Institute and Precision Nutrition, and there will probably be many more because <laughs> I'm a lifetime yeah. learner. But um, but yeah, that's that's kind of it in a in a in a brief nutshell. Mm. That is so cool, and it's awesome how something like a pandemic got you on a course that sounds really more aligned with your passions and even vision of yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, it was, I I don't know because it, it's, it seems like it's so, it's so obvious in hindsight. (laughs) Like, Like, of course this is what I should be doing. Um, I don't know. It, it, you know, I, I, again, I think it was just, it was just the realization and, and, and I hate to be so, so dark, but it, but it was kind of a very dark time, especially in the beginning of the pandemic of just realizing how quickly life could change and, and how, you know, these, these certain opportunities and, and, and hopes and goals and dreams and things that, you know, really matter to us, um, can go away. And, and yeah, and it, it, I don't know, it, it just, it, it had that impact on me. And, and I, I think also it, it made me realize, you know, from a health perspective, just how greatly, you know, our society, our world was in need of, understanding and valuing health. Like again, as someone who has always been into fitness and had a, you know, kind of a keen interest in, in health and nutrition and other things like that, that was something that's always been important, you know, important to me and, and something I value and to kind of see how, and not just like from the physical, but you know, now we're starting to see the repercussions of mental health and stress. I mean, you know, now more than ever, people, people are struggling mentally. It doesn't seem like it maybe because <laughs> maybe we're all just kind of coping and, you know, life is going on. But, you know, I think I read something the other day, something like 40% um, of adults or people are saying that, you know, they're, they're more stressed than ever. And 20% are sleeping worse than ever because of everything. So, right. 
Yeah, I mean, again, I think globally, it, it just kind of highlighted all these issues. And for someone like me that has always seen value and, 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 and you know, have, have always been very curious and interested in this, it just, it just seemed like it was just a very yes mm-hmm. <laughs> moment. Yeah, that's very cool. And with the mental health, you know, I've even seen in business news outlets talking Mm -hmm. about entrepreneurs Mm -hmm. dealing with mental health issues over the past two years, Mm -hmm. which, you know, of course makes, and and small business owners, obviously, Mm -hmm. you know, who've been hit so hard Mm -hmm. by the Mm -hmm. pandemic. So I'm glad that people are talking about it. Absolutely. It is so important. Sure. So you mentioned that you trained at the Human Potential Institute. Mm-hmm. Um, I I just am so fascinated about potential, human yeah. potential. <laughs> so like the whole phrase, living up to your potential. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, there are two things about it. So mm-hmm. first, it's something to aspire to, or mm-hmm. certainly that I've always aspired to, like living <laughs> up to my potential. Mm-hmm. But then there's also this thing, like, I always felt like I was going to disappoint my dad mm. if I didn't live up to my potential. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like this double-edged sword. But on the whole, I mean, I think you say I'm like lighting up a little bit because mm-hmm. I really do like the idea of living up to one's potential. Not as if it is this goal, you know, mm-hmm. because I, th- I, from my perspective, it's evolving, mm-hmm. you know, like yeah. we reach this one goal or vision of ourselves and we're not done. Mm-hmm. We may as well be dead. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we get to that point and yeah. now we have another vision Yeah, and then we get there and another. And does that jive with you? <laughs> so what, yeah. what, what is your vision of potential and, and like, what do you teach or coach around it? Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, it a hundred percent jives with me. <laughs> um, I, and, and I appreciate you using the words aspire to, because that's, that's my, my coaching company right. aspire to, cause it, I mean, it's, it really like it, when I, when I was coming up and, and, you know, you're, you're the brand professional here. Um, but I was just thinking of like things that, you know, when I do think of coaching and goal and, and things that like, you know, what I want to represent or, um, you know, help people with like that word came to my, that phrase came to my mind, aspire to, right. Because we, aspire to do things we aspire to be successful we aspire to be helpful so all of those um it 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 really is it's it's as as someone wrote it's there's there's no finish line Mm -hmm. there's no finish line there's there's always there's always something to to be working towards and i think people who are truly um growth-minded understand that like they they put they put the pin in the in the map or they put the date on the calendar and because it gives them a target but they know that once they they get to that point they're already going to be on to the next thing and Mm -hmm. and and that's and that's what I think um for me and 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 I think you know I'm 
maybe also reflecting what, what you believe as well and many others is that that's what potential is. That's what trying to achieve your potential is. Um, and it's interesting that you bring up um, your father because I think a lot of people also have that that uh that narrative from from childhood right parents like you're not you know working to your potential and and so there there can sometimes be um you know some of those those beliefs and 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 you know kind of hidden stories and beliefs behind that of like you know so so what is your potential what do you what do you you know what do you think your own potential is um i know when uh I'm just thinking back to, you know, over a decade ago when I when I was like pretty serious about athletic competition and I went to my coach and <laughs> I was like, okay, so what is the peak age for female athletes and how much time do I have? And it's just like obviously not not growth mindset at all because that was like very fear driven and just like anxiety ridden and, and not, and not what I, I, you know, not, it's not where my coaching is at all anymore, even like, you know, the way I live my life, but it's just, you know, I think, you know, we can kind of get trapped in that, mm-hmm. in that limited mindset of like, okay, well, you know, I'm this age and I have this, you know, these, this many more good years. And, mm-hmm. and I think, I don't know. Can I, is it okay if I, if I swear a little? Oh, oh yes. Okay. Go for it. <laughs> I was like, I think that's kind of bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I mean, again, just kind of reflecting quickly on, on athletic potential. I think what humans are capable of physically, athletically is, is, is constantly growing. But again, going back to, you know, human potential and living up to your potential, I think it's, it's a, it's, it's much deeper than that. And it, it, it comes down to, to self-actualization, you know, mm-hmm. and, and this human desire to, to live a life of purpose, to, 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 you know, have these aspirations in our life and, and work towards them to, you know, live our values and, and be authentic. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think of a lot of people, when they talk about these things or, you know, refer to, they think of a, was it Maslow, Maslow, Maslow. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, As a hierarchy of, um, the hierarchy. Of oh my God. Needs, I'm just yeah. blanking on that. Hier- needs. Okay. <laughs> hierarchy yeah. of needs. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So you have the pyramid and at the very bottom, it's like the physical needs, like food, shelter, um, uh, safety. And then you have some of the yeah. emotional needs, family, and then you have, you know, the, the job, and then you get more into the, the growth, you know, the psychological, the cognitive, the growth, the potential where people basically are, are, are looking to become the best version of themselves. Um, and so, you know, how does that, how does that kind of fit into, to coaching? At least, you know, I mentioned (laughs) how I used to think and how I, I see the world and myself now. Um, well, if, if you think about, I think one would argue that the, the the clients that I work with, you know, they basically have those those basic needs met, right? right. There's there's food, shelter. They have many of them have jobs and resources. Um, and so when I look at coaching, I kind of think of it as more instead of a 
hierarchy, it's more of maybe they're all inter interconnected. So you have the physical, the mental, the emotional and, and spiritual and whatever spiritual is, is for you. If it's, if it's a higher power or if it's just simply living your purpose and having meaning, you know, whatever, whatever, however you want to define it. <clears throat> but um, again, I wouldn't put them personally, I wouldn't put them in a hierarchy. I would put them more as an interconnected, I guess, quadrant. And mm -hmm really how skillfully are you living in, you know, from those areas? Um, so again, in the, the hierarchy of needs, food and water and shelter, you know, those are basic. And if that's already covered, you know, yes, a client may have food and, and water, but you know, how, how are they taking care of themselves beyond that? And, you know, is the food that they're eating, is it, exactly what is you know going to be best for them in this moment in this uh in pursuit of their goals because that can all change mm -hmm. you know and you know we talked about mental health emotional health you know you can have friends and and, and, a, and a spouse and and colleagues but what are those relationships are those relationships you know taking away or are they enhancing you so there's there's a lot there and that's i i think is kind of like that's why I like the integrative approach because mm. there there's so much to it. <laughs> true, true. Yeah, so what you're describing, you know, it sounds like a person could have a life coach and they mm. could have a personal trainer and they can mm -hmm. have their therapist and you know, we need therapists too and coaches and therapists mm -hmm. are two different things even Absolutely. though there is definite overlap. Mm -hmm. Um but you're working on coaching and integrating physical health in there mm -hmm. is really getting at these two things at once and showing people that they really are tied together Absolutely. and trying to separate the two is doing themselves a disservice mm -hmm. because I mean, most people just aren't aware mm -hmm. of how physical health and I'm going to throw in, you know, an emotional health and mm -hmm. achieving goals are all so tightly connected. So Absolutely. can you say more about that? And, and particularly like, so what do you actually do with your clients in, yeah. in helping them pull all this together? Yeah. I mean, so, you know, bottom line is, <laughs> If you aren't physically showing up as your as your best self um, from a, from a you know being able to achieve those goals whether they're you know professional um, you know personal whatever they are is going to be very difficult um, if not pretty pretty impossible um, or you know at the very least you know it's not going to be as a, as efficient. <clears throat> as you can. So, um, I, I certainly have that experience and background in, in the, the athletic world and, and things like that. But, you know, again, not, not everyone is, is, is searching for that type of performance, but as you noted, a lot of people also neglect how that can in impact. So, you know, one thing beyond the nutrition, you know, other things that, I look at with, uh, with clients is, is sleep, 
stress management, um, which again, you know, a lot of people, when we think of stress, we think of, of mental stress, emotional stress, mm-hmm. because in our modern world, that's usually where the stress, the stressors come from, right? We're no, we're no longer living in, in caves where we have to outrun a, a saber to right. tiger. That's the physical stress, but, um, you know, we're, we're commuting and, you know, we're in traffic and that's frustrating. Uh, we have a, a boss who's maybe very tough on us. We have, you know, again, you know, relationships as, you know, as fulfilling as they are can also cause us, you know, certain stresses in our life. And so um, it all seems like it's mental, which, it, you know, it is mental, it is emotional, but it still has a, a physical consequence on our bodies. Um, you know, from, you know, just very simply put, you have couple of stress, you know, you have cortisol, <clears throat> adrenaline, all of these things, which, you know, is helpful when you're outrunning a saber tooth tiger. <laughs> right. Right. Um, but when you have nowhere to uh, release that physical energy, that physical stress, and it's, con- it's constant throughout your, your life from day to day, that that can have negative impact. So, you know, looking at the physical, um, when I talk about stress management, it, it's also from a physical side. Um, you know, sleep is, I saw a quote the other day that I thought was so cool. Uh, sleep is one of the most powerful nootropics out there, which, you know, for, for people that, you know, nootropic is basically like the, the brain drug drugs. Mm-hmm. If you've ever seen, what was that show? Limitless or something oh, yeah. with, yeah, yeah. Right. He takes like the smart drug. Yes. And so, and, and there's all this, um, there's all this hype around it, but from a physical standpoint, you know, just sleeping and not just sleeping enough, but sleeping well, uh, will help regular you. time, enough mm-hmm. sleep for mm-hmm. what you need. And yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, so, so getting all of that in line, I mentioned earlier, you know, nutrition, I think, you know, a good majority of people understand that you shouldn't eat fast food every single day of your life for every meal. But again, looking at, you know, certain things that can help you from an energy perspective, feel even better. Like, um, intermittent fasting is, is kind of getting all this hype, which a lot of people swear by They're like, Oh, I feel great. There's other people that they try to do that and they just energy wise just get destroyed or they do it too much. So kind of, you know, playing with those dials. Um, and, and, you know, the reason why I, I emphasize it so much is because, you know, like I said, you're not going to get very far cognitively if you're struggling, struggling physically. Right. Mm -hmm. So our brains are, are wired for survival. And if you're underslept under, underslept, I don't know, underrested. I I think (laughs) underslept is a good word. So let's use (laughs) If you're underslept, uh, underfed, if you're emotionally distressed, um, Mm then you know, your, your prefrontal cortex, the part of our brain that makes us human, that's responsible for the creativity, the ideas, the, 
the analyzing, that's not going to work very well because it needs to conserve the energy for just staying awake. Yeah. <laughs> or that makes not, sense. Yeah, right. And so and and one thing that I, I, I heard from my mentor, one of my mentors, uh, Dr. Mark Atkinson, which I really I really liked and I and I believe is he said, you know, once you upgrade your biology, your psychology gets an automatic upgrade, which mm. it makes total sense. Like, you know, for anyone who's ever, you know, not slept well or you're a little bit hungry, hangry, whatever, you know you're not your best self psychologically. You're you can't concentrate, you're short-tempered. Um so again, in in service of trying to achieve goals, how are you going? Because you know, especially when we talk about the aspirations of of life, like you know, yeah. that requires quite a bit. <laughs> yes, it does. So, two things, real quick. First, sure. just a notice asterisk caveat, mm-hmm. almost uh, mm-hmm. to listeners. We are not talking about, or we are not being ableist here when we're talking mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. being healthy mm-hmm. uh, in order to achieve goals. Mm-hmm. You can have a disability. You can have have something going on with your health, or a you know a disease or something, and be as become as healthy as you can be and Mm -hmm. achieve your goals. Mm -hmm. So I have chronic migraine Mm -hmm. and they, I have not, I mean, I've had them since I was like 12 years old and I'm 52 now. Oh God, 40 Mm -hmm. years. Jeez. Um, and I have done so much to Mm -hmm. either get rid of them completely or at least mitigate and manage them. Mm -hmm. And that's where I am now. I have gone from 15, 16 migraine days a month. That's the definition of chronic to now I get four to six a month, but instead of knocking me out for up to five days, they last a a few hours and Mm -hmm. they're not as bad and I get rid of them easily. Mm -hmm. So this is totally manageable and Mm -hmm. I'm very careful with my sleep and my diet and, Mm -hmm. you know, do, I do all of these lifestyle things and take medication to manage them. Mm -hmm. So I totally hear you and agree about Mm -hmm. making the nutritional and physical change and sleep. Oh my God, especially sleep changes to, um, to get healthy or as healthy as possible. And, um, absolutely affects your ability to achieve goals. Mm -hmm. I, when I was in bed, essentially half of every month, I had to get up and take care of my kids when they Mm -hmm. were younger, but you can't achieve goals. I couldn't achieve goals. The goals that I had for myself Mm -hmm. being in bed half the month, there are some goals Mm -hmm. you can achieve. You know, (laughs) I could have written a book or, you know, done things Mm -hmm. like that. But even then, Mm -hmm. not if I'm in that kind of pain, you know what I mean? So we could go on and on finding all these exceptions, but Mm -hmm. anecdote Mm -hmm. of one, um, yes, living more healthfully has made just all the difference. The kinds of goals that I have, I, I need to be here. I need to be present. I need to be pain-free. Mm-hmm. And I still, one of the mitigations that I do is I work when I can mm-hmm. so that if I do get hit and need to take hours or a day off, then mm-hmm. I can, then I'm ready for it. 
So, yeah, just wanted to throw the the bit out there in case anyone is listening and and thinking, well, y'all don't have any chronic issues then. Well, yeah. I do. Yeah. Yeah. No, I thank you for for sharing that and being, you know, open and and vulnerable with me and your audience. Um and and yeah, I mean, I I wholeheartedly um you know, agree with that. I mean, it, you know, certainly, you know, when I speak about these these topics, you know, not being ableist either, you know, I, I, I'll also just briefly share that, you know, I also have my own, um, chronic disease as well. So back to when I was teaching, um, and, 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 and here's where I'm getting, I'm getting a little emotional because for anyone who, who does have these chronic ailments or they just have something that is they know is wrong. Like I, I see you and I feel for you because it took me a very long time to figure out what was going on with me. But, um, you know, I guess just very briefly, I have, I also have a chronic ailment and it's, it's called, um, Hashimoto's hypothyroiditis, which, um, hypothyroidism is a, is a very common, um, disease in especially in women um but uh Hashimoto's is is a um it's an autoimmune disease which basically is your body's own immune system turning on itself and there's so many different autoimmune diseases out there um and anyone who who has a can tell you it, it it absolutely wreaks havoc so you know again going back to having energy and, and being clear headed. I was, I was in, I don't know if this is when it, when the onset was, it could have been happening prior to this, but I was in my early thirties when, when I started to notice, um, just severe fatigue. I mean, I would come home from, from teaching and I would go to sleep and I'm not just talking like, like a quick cat nap, like knocked out, like, my wife having to like shake me like awake for three hours and no doubt, you know, getting up early, teaching all day, you definitely need a nap at the end of the day, but that was excessive, especially for someone, you know, who is still, you know, um, who's in, you know, a younger part of their life. And I remember going to my doctor and, you know, being like, well, you know, I'm having this and this, and I don't know, maybe I'm just getting old. And she's like, you're you're not old. What are you talking about? (laughs) And, um, and, and yeah, and so, and so I guess that's why I I do speak so, so passionately, you know, and I am so like adamant about certain things like, you know, again, like sleep, (laughs) we're like so excited about, you know, I think, but I think, you know, people, you know, like you and I who have gone through these things, like, you don't, you don't value a person doesn't understand what health is until it's taken away and and just kind of like how valuable certain things are like that can help you you know restore so so yeah yeah, absolutely totally yep um you're right and and since i've been getting migraines since 12 and they just escalating over the years i had actually sort of forgotten what it felt like to Mm like to be able to wake up in the morning and not worry about having a migraine. 
And four yeah. to six a month to me is not worrying. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it sounds crazy to most people, but to me, it's like, wow, I can just get yeah. up and go. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. And, and it, it takes the medication, but the mm-hmm. other lifestyle things particularly. So, yeah. yeah. So anyway, well, thank you for sharing your mm-hmm. story as well. I think it is really important for people to hear all of that because it's easy for people to just look from the outside and think, mm-hmm. well, it's easy, you know, when you don't mm-hmm. have anything going mm-hmm. on, it's easy when you've been an athlete your whole life. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, you don't know, you know, those memes about, you never know what someone's going through mm-hmm. and yeah. yeah, you don't. So. And, and I, and I think too, and, and I don't know, maybe this is just my perspective, but I, I do see this, especially on social me- media and I, I call it, um, uh, kind of, uh, was it toxic hustle culture or, or toxic grind culture? Oh, yeah. Um, just, you know, these people that are like, no excuse, you know, you have this too bad. Just, and again, like as two people that have had, like, it's, it's not just pick yourself up. Like you physically can't and, and, and yeah, and maybe it's not per, you know, and I think everybody has, you know, some sort of, you know, there's something to overcome yeah. there, but, but yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't agree. I, I like what you said about working when you can, mm-hmm. you know, not, not um, constantly pushing yourself, you know, and even if you can, even if you're perfectly happy, like, do you really want to push yourself to burn out? Because, you know, you may regret that later. Right. So, right. Yeah. And sometimes you have to, you know, early yeah. days of business. Sure, sure. You have to, you know, people yeah. talk about not working every day of the week. You know, like, okay, that that's a good goal to have. But sometimes mm. early days, you got to put them yeah. in. <laughs> yeah. Some, sometimes things just have to get done. <laughs> exactly. But yes, you still have to sleep. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah, do some things we cannot sacrifice. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Lord. So something else you talk about on your website, write about on your website is helping people find their why mm-hmm. in, in achieving their goals, you know, when they're setting their goals. Mm-hmm. So can you tell me more about that? Like why is knowing your why so important? Yeah. Um, well, there's, there's two main reasons. Um, so the first thing is, you know, we're, you know, again, we're talking about goal achievement, especially some higher, you know, more aspirational goals. Eventually there comes a time during the process, the journey, what have you, where it, it becomes really, really, really difficult. Um, and again, like going back to that survival part of our brain, you know, these may be goals that we don't need. Like, you know, mm-hmm. your brain, pri- you know, primarily, it's like, wait, why, why are we doing this? This is, you know, this is out of the comfort. You know, like running a marathon or when people do those right, yeah. 50 or a hundred mile running things. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Or, or even starting a business. Like, yes. You yes. Know, like, like why you had a job, you had a job. Exactly. You didn't ever bring your work home. <laughs> exactly. well, go back and do that. <laughs> exactly, exactly, exactly. So, you know, there's, there's all of these, these stories and, and, and thoughts that, that come up. Um, and especially after, you know, 
in the beginning, you're excited and you're like, I'm going to do this. And then, and then as time goes on, it, it becomes more and more difficult. So finding that why, and what I, what I like to call the, the deeper why there, like, not just like, oh, why do I want to start a business? Oh, well, I want to have flexibility and freedom. Well, that, and that might be deep enough for somebody, but, but for others, it may not be deep enough. So, um, let me, let me just kind of finish what I was going to say, and I'll talk about like what a deeper why actually means. So, mm-hmm. um, having a deeper why will anchor you and help you kind of push past those moments where it's difficult. So using that example of, you know, why did you want to start a business? Oh, I wanted to have time and location freedom. Well, why is that important? Oh, well, you know, um, my children are currently homeschooled and my spouse works from home. And so it's, it would be really great to be able to also have that ability to, you know, support them. Okay. Well, why is that important? Well, my family's really, you know, and you just keep going deeper and deeper. And so, and I like, there's a, there's a activity or, um, I don't know, uh, and, uh, a coaching move <laughs> called the five whys where it's, it's, you know, and you could do it like with three or you could do it, but it's basically just keep asking why. So, so why is this important? And why is this important? And then you get really down to like, again, a very deep why and what people find, you know, when, you know, my clients, the people I work with, they come to find out, it's like, Oh, this is connected to, to a, a really deep value that I have. Like, mm-hmm. I'll give you another example um, of someone that I was working with. She she wanted to buy a house, um, and again, intellectually, uh, you know, especially this was like a year ago. Um, intellectually, though, the why makes sense, right? Like, you know, most people will probably agree that buying a house, you know, the reason why is, you know, it's it's a good investment. It's this, and you know, makes sense. Oh, the market's getting kind of, you know, want to do it now. Um. But there was, you know, even that why was still not enough for her. Like she was, she was having difficulty trying to wrap her head around because as much as you could argue it it was a good idea, you could also argue like, it's crazy right now. What are you doing? So, you know, we really got down to it and what it came, you know, by digging deeper and deeper, what it, what ended up happening is she realized that for her house meant stability it meant safety. Like, again, going back to that basic need, it wasn't just any shelter. It was, you know, her shelter and it meant, it meant family. It was connected to, you know, these memories of her grandparents who have now passed on and the family coming and having, you know, and now she wants that. And it's like, Mm. and so, and especially when you think about the housing market and how frustrating it can be, that was something that she could anchor to in the um the process and in, in the hunt for for a house so um you know so so that's one reason why it, it's for for me i think it's it's so important for people to really dig deep into that why and then the second reason is on the up, opposite end of that so let's say you you get to your you know you achieve your goal you have success you have victory um it you're grounded now. It's not just about yourself. Like, Ooh, look at me. I bought a house. You know, (laughs) it's, uh, you know, it was about something more. It's like, 
this is my house for my family. You know, this is my forever home. Hopefully, maybe, you know, it's, it's going to be something where I raise children and, you know, my, my brother can come with his children and, you know, someday we will be the grandparents and what a legacy. And and now, so, you know, especially, I think it will keep you away from, from that, that disappointment of destination happiness, because it wasn't about the destination at all. Right. I love that destination happiness. Like I'm, I'm all about being satisfied, Mm. not as in, okay, I'm done. Not Mm -hmm. that kind of satisfied, but satisfied as in not, it's very different from happy because to me, happy is fleeting, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but satisfied is just feeling right with yourself. You know, like it's, it's grounding. Yeah. You know, it's exactly. like job well done. <laughs> you, you could be down mood wise yeah. and still mm. feel satisfied, mm. you know? Mm. Yeah. So, um, but again, not satisfied in a sense of, okay, I'm just going to stay here and not, you know, mm. ever do anything else. Mm. Um, so, okay, wait, how did I get there? Um, oh, what'd you say? Oh, uh, uh, um, destination fatigue. Is that what you said? Yes. Destination happiness. But but, happiness. Fatigue, okay. but, but the fatigue part seems interesting oh, too. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Where did that come from? Destination fatigue. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Destination happiness. Ooh, yeah. we're going to have to make something up to make destination like fatigue fit. Yeah. I like I'll it. let you play with that. I don't know what I, I, know. I would do with I'm it. I'm going to write that down actually. <laughs> okay, cool. Weird. Um, yeah, that's something. That has to be something. Anyway, destination happiness. Yeah, because yeah, we have we have to keep growing. And now, I mean, you don't have to. Like, you know, with businesses, this is going to get on a big tangent because now I'm just yeah all over the place. But no, go for you know, it. <laughs> like businesses, we don't actually have to keep growing. You know, that whole push, yeah. uh, like mm. you said earlier about the hustle uh, mm. that. Mm-hmm. We can get to a point where it's like, you know, I love my business right where it is. Mm. It does not have to keep getting bigger. You know, it's kind of like Mm. cancer, you know, that keeps Mm. getting bigger. So we Mm. can say, no, this is perfect. I'm staying right here. Mm. What I mean about keep growing is like with just, we are always Mm. evolving. Our minds are gaining new information. We're improving our thinking. Um, hopefully we're becoming more peaceful, more compassionate, more accepting, Mm. you know, that's growth. So, Mm -hmm. okay. (laughs) I I love tangents. I I was trying not to get on any today, but I failed. (laughs) No, I I like, I, uh, another quick, quick tangent here, completely the most tangent of all tangents. I just, I had a professor in, in college one year that like, he made it, he was an odd bird. He was great, but he was odd in so many ways. And he, he, he made it a tongue in cheek requirement of his uh, class to like, for the students to hijack the, uh, the conversation, the like, like what professor, like, like, oh, That's please, great. like, yeah, take away from my life anyway. So oh my gosh. I'm, I, cool. I support tangents. <laughs> cool. The, the best ones, you know, come back. So exactly. Yeah. There you go. (laughs) Don't veer off permanently. Um, Okay. Looking at my notes here. Sure. 
as you've said so much good stuff. This has been awesome. Um, okay. Is there other than figuring out the why? Mm-hmm. Oh no. You know what? Let me go back real quick. Sure. Because earlier, much earlier, mm-hmm. you mentioned growth mindset. Mm-hmm. So are you referring to Carol Dweck? Um, Fixed versus growth mindset? Yeah. Okay. Yes. I love that topic. Yeah. Um, because it is so hard to get out of a fixed mindset, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It just, the whole idea that people have of, if I'm not, if I'm not already good at something, mm-hmm. then I just, I just can't even try it. I'm not mm-hmm. even going to pursue it anymore. Mm-hmm. I, I, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not good. So it's just not worth doing mm-hmm. in contrast to people with a growth mindset who are like, okay. I'm not good at it right now, but mm-hmm. I'm going to keep trying and I can get better, you know, if I want to, you know, they may not mm-hmm. care about it. Right. Do I'm putting you on the spot here because we didn't sure. talk about this ahead of That's time. That's okay. <laughs> Do you have any tips for anyone with a fixed mindset of how to mm. maybe how to- start to get into a growth mindset? I'm stuck on that because I have a son who has a fixed <laughs> mindset. And um, it's tough. It's really yeah. tough. Yeah, I mean, mm, I guess, I mean, there's, you know, I had written a post a while ago about growth mindset, and now like all of those like tips are like, oh, of course, they're they're erased from my brain. Um, yeah. But that's okay. Is, is some <laughs> well, of it fear? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, especially so from what I'm hearing is, you know, kind of talking about fixed mindset as in, like, not even wanting to attempt something. Um, So I would, I would absolutely agree that there is this, there's that fear of failure. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and so what, and, and I know there's, there's a more maybe kind of, you know, eloquent way to, to, to say this or challenge and, and maybe you can find, you know, the right verbiage. Um, but, you know, if you're not doing something, is it, isn't going to, you know, isn't going to keep you from failing, if that makes sense. You know, that's what I'm trying, you know, at least that's what I'm trying to articulate. Like, mm-hmm. you know, um, I'll use an example from my, from my own life. Um, again, going back to that, you know, that fixed mindset I had in, in competition. Um, I would always, not always, but I would often look at certain competitions. I'm like, I don't want to go to that because I'm not ready or I'm not going to come, you know, I'm not going to place on the podium. And my wife, she's like, you don't go to a competition to, to win. And I was like, well, I do. (laughs) I go to a competition to win, but, but you know, she's like, you go to see how you, you know, how you compare to others. And, 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 and she was absolutely right. Like, again, so if you think about fear of failure, I didn't want to go to certain competition or I didn't want to try something because I wasn't going to get first place or I might've been last place. That was like, yeah. And what was that doing for me? What was that, you know, maybe, maybe I would have placed, maybe I wouldn't have placed last place. Um, but 
I was missing out on the experience of knowing what it's like to compete. You know, like there's so many lessons you could take away of like, oh, you know, I was nervous here and I could have done that better. Like, you know, again, like as a coach now, like looking back and, and seeing that, that, uh, that avoidance there really. Um, and you know, I, I guess you could say like so many things, right. You could say there, there are, there's, what is it? There's, there's no failures, only learning opportunities and, and things like that. And, um, you know, it's, it's tricky because I'm not only just thinking about when I was younger, but one one of the uh, roles I had in my teaching career, I, I taught at a golf and tennis academy. And so these are high schoolers that are literally, like quite literally, because like two are in Stanford now and they're phenomenal, but they're literally becoming, mm. like looking to become the next Tiger Woods. Like this is like the, the high level they're at. Um, and so, and yet... You know, I would see, you know, because they, they're teenagers, so they would talk in class about this and that. And, you know, it was it was a very, um, I guess, holistic approach because the teachers were in, in touch with the, the coaches. And, you know, we would talk and be like, oh, you know, he's not, you know, he's kind of reacting this way on the golf course. So maybe you could talk to him like it was it was an interesting environment. But um. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, for, for young people, it's, I don't, I don't know, there, there may be someone out there who has a better answer. I, I would just say it's just, it's just life experience, like, you know, and having the right mentors and, and having the right, you know, types of discussions can, can maybe mm-hmm. help get that you know, help kind of produce that in, in an earlier, a younger age. Um, and I, and I guess that's it too. Maybe, you know, the, the conversations around, you know, again, like I remember going back to like what we said at the beginning, you know, potential and kind of having that, that parental narrative of like, I remember when I was in school, uh, (laughs) you know, the, the bar of expectation was very high, which is, which is great, but that's all I knew was this high, you know? So like when I got to college, um, I would have classmates who would be sitting there like, Oh, I'm failing this class. I'm like, yeah, me too. And I had a C which like, but they were like legit failing. And that was like, so beyond my, my, um, my experience, like that, you know, so it's, 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 it's important. I think you know, and I'm not a parent at the moment. So, you know, I, I don't want to sound inauthentic being like parents should talk like the, you know, talk about this, but I, but I guess, you know, having these conversations, you know, about like, okay, so, you know, you didn't do well on this test, you know, what happened versus like, oh my God, I can't believe you got a, you know, an F or, you know. Yeah. Well, and something you just said too, about mentors, Mm people need coaches, you know, and especially young people, Mm -hmm. it's hard to take this stuff from your parents. Yeah. You know, yeah, mentors and coaches really do help. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think even, you know, just kind of really quick, specifically talking about younger people, 
you know, I think having mentors that are maybe closer in age, like I know a lot of schools do that, like, you know, but because again, like it can be hard to hear from, from parents. It can also be hard to hear from like your coach or your teacher. Like you know, there's sure. always that typical, like when I was your age, it's like, Oh, whatever, you know, and, yeah. and then you become that That's adult true. and you're like, Oh wait. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Well, and then I'm also thinking like in the case of entrepreneurs, small business owners, mm-hmm. it's it, what you were saying earlier about trying something and, you know, quitting, giving up. It's, it's so easy. I mean, I've, I've seen people do that mm-hmm. when considering starting their own business. You know, like the idea of having their own business is really appealing to them. But then when they really look into it and figure out, oh my God, I have to do this, 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 and this, you know, they actually write everything down or they start Mm -hmm. talking to people. But so what am I going to really have to do? And they realize all of the details and they're like, oh, well, I wouldn't even know how to begin to figure that out. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then they'll give up on the whole thing because they're like, I can't do this. Mm. And, and I think, you know, that's like an example of a fixed mindset mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. they could start to change that around. I don't have the magic bullet of how, you know, mm-hmm. but we need to start looking at things from a perspective of, I can learn mm-hmm. how to do that, or I can mm-hmm. figure out a way to solve that problem. If yeah. I can't do it myself, there is someone out there who can, who can either show me mm-hmm. how or who can do it for me, whether it's mm-hmm. trading services or I pay them mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. whatever. You know, too many people give up on the entrepreneur mm-hmm. idea. And it's not for everyone, of course. And, no. you know, if someone does give up that easily, then it, no. it's not for them. But other people, sure. yeah, get overwhelmed. and just have to have like a roadmap and then it's doable. Well, and I, and I think that's, you know, you mentioned, you know, everyone needs, or that's why coaching and, you know, is, is so important because that is a big part of, of coaching, or at least, you know, the way, you know, I, you know, I, um, you know, do coaching is again, you know, I sound like a, a broken record, but it is challenging some of those beliefs or, um, you know, those thoughts, like, you know, you brought up, um, you know, entrepreneur, entrepreneurs, when they're first starting, they see this whole list, or uh, of things that they have to do. And it's like, Oh, I don't know how to do that. Well, maybe a question that that I would ask as a as a coach could be, okay, so, you know, what do you need to know? What, what, what would help you be able to do that? What, what tools or resources? Okay. Um, you know, as you pointed out, like, who do you know, or where could you find that? Um, or, you know, another question is, you know, maybe on a broader perspective, you know, again, looking at like, oh my gosh, like I have this business I want to build. I don't, you know, I don't know if I can do it or like, well, tell me about a time when you did do something that was really, you know, what, what sort of like, tell me about the actions there and what happened, you know, what got you through it. Um, so I think That's kind of, great. yeah, kind of asking questions and kind of just challenging those beliefs can get people out of the fixed mindsets of like, I don't know this. It's like, well, actually, no, wait, you do know this. <laughs> yeah. 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 
or or you can figure it out. Yeah, exactly. you can you can find a solution. Mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm, most mm-hmm. of the time. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yep. So that's awesome. Yep, yeah. I'm a huge advocate for having a coach. Yeah, yeah. I I used to be one. So yes, <laughs> I. Yep. Everyone needs one. Yeah. Um. Awesome. So. Yeah. Do you have any like last minute tips you want to share? Maybe about setting goals or or anything. Anything yeah. you want to share? Sure. Before we finish um, up. Yeah, absolutely. I think. Um, I mean, you know, as far as setting goals, you know, again, obviously, you know, we talked about getting your physical health in check because that is going to help. <clears throat> you know, with just the physical energy, but also the mental energy, the creativity. Um, you know, I think the, the other piece, um, is, is actually writing down the goal. So, you know, there's, there's tons of research that talks about, you know, how you you write down goals and, and, you know, and, and I don't think there's, personally, I don't, I don't think there's necessarily a best way. Like some people are, you know, big visual processors. So maybe vision boarding is great. Some people like smart goals, you know, maybe there's, um, you know, journaling prompts, you can kind of write it out. But, um, you know, as far as setting the goal, that's one thing, but I think you know, you and I have talked about this, you know, you can write all the affirmations and clip out all the pictures from a magazine as you want, but eventually you have to act. So, you know, don't let, don't let coming up with the perfect business plan or the perfect vision board keep you from actually pursuing your goal because you'll just, you'll just stay there. Um, And then, and then the last thing, and, and again, this is where coaching, this is why so many people hire a coach, but accountability, right? Good point. Um, yeah. And, and for many, well, for, for a lot of people, you know, the ultimate is, is becoming self-accountable. So again, that deeper why, mm-hmm. right? If something is, if you want something that is so deeply rooted in your, in yourself, in your soul, in your heart, whatever you want to call it, that accountability will be, you know, that self-accountability will become, will come much easier. But even if you can't reach there, you know, get a coach, um, you know, get your friends, get your spouse, get your family on board, because, you know, again, research has shown that, you know, people who know someone else is watching them, looking out for them, they're going to have a better success rate at achieving those goals versus someone who just wrote it down and definitely better than anyone who just kind of just sits there and like, I think I want to do this. So, right. So those would be my three, three pieces, I guess, for, for goal setting. Awesome. Excellent tips. Thank you. Yeah. You're welcome. Well, it was fabulous having you here today. I really appreciate it. And, and you just shared some great stuff. So I hope people will take notes, listen again, or download the transcript and Mm -hmm, yeah, mm -hmm. really dive into this. And, um, so they can, y'all can find Bridget at aspire to coaching.com. The link is in the show notes and on the uh, website. Mm -hmm. Um, so again, yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, this was a lot of fun. Thank you. I, uh, I thoroughly enjoyed it. (laughs) Great. 
Um, so that's it for today. I'll be back next week with more branding design and business tips. You can check out my website at AngelaKellysmith.com for more podcasts and blog posts about marketing, branding, design, and building a business. Um, you can leave comments on this episode's page on the website, link in the show notes, and feel free to email me at kelly at AngelaKellysmith.com.